0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Function Room. Or rather, welcome back to The Function Room. Yes, it's been a while. In fact, it was so long, about a year and a half, that I'm going to pretend like it was some sort of contractual thing, like a David and Goliath battle with, I don't know, Sony Music, where they held me captive in my contract until I bought myself out. Anyway, it's not that. It's far more prosaic. I took a bit of a break because I was writing a book, Climate Warrior, The Hypocrite's Guide to Saving the Planet. It's no big deal. I won't continually mention it or that it was nominated for an Irish Book Award or where you can get it. Open brackets, all good bookshops online and in real life. Close brackets. But now the Function Room is back and this time weekly, interesting chats with interesting people about this incredible subject that is mathematics, the sums, the numbers that change, rule, do everything to our lives. If mathematics gives you the shivers and some sort of PTSD, don't worry, there's no homework, no to-dos, just hopefully interesting conversations that glance off difficult topics, but we won't get bogged down. And I'm on a new platform. I figure the only way to ensure that I'll actually produce this every week is to have somebody externally who'll be, I'll pretend, like, really angry with me if I don't, So that's why this is on the Go Loud network of podcasts. But what a person to chat to for the first episode of the new season. Dara O'Brien, world famous comedian and TV presenter, but also a really generous and funny guest and talker about science and maths. He has a degree in mathematics and theoretical physics from UCD. So unlike me, he's not a spoofer. So talk to you again afterwards for some small, probably incorrect explanations for complex things mentioned. But for now, here's Dara O'Brien. First of all, Dara, you're very welcome to the Function Room podcast. Is this your first appearance on a maths podcast uh, hosted by a comedian who started it during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, I uh, I mean, I was, I was ticking off the bits of the Venn diagram there, but I think you've actually managed to get it to the right to the very middle, <laughs> right to the core. The, uh, I've done all of those things, but this is the only one. In fact, no, generally, I've not done a maths one because it means, I feel maths is a very visual language, so I'm intrigued to know how this works. But the uh, um, I've done lots of science ones.
0: The, yes. Uh,
1: and then I've done lots of just, yeah. I, I also occasionally throw out a thing to do podcasts, you know, just weird ones around the world. Um, yeah, just uh, I often, usually in the build, instead of doing preview, right during the lockdown, when I wanted to get my brain up to performing again, I just said, look, has anyone got a podcast anywhere uh, yeah. that they to do? And I end up doing one in Iceland and a couple of Canada and some like of that, like which is just, you know, just sitting in, me, sitting in my house. The, uh, so I've done a few unusual ones. I did a long conversation with the fans of the um, football team Rosenborg. Oh yes, Jersey with O'Brien written on side of it. They're in Trondheim in Norway, uh, and I did their uh, start of season preview show, um, where we discussed uh, Norwegian football. The uh, and so that was probably my most obscure. Very good.
0: It's raised the bar for me in terms of the need to, I suppose, secure your services with some sort of merchandise Merch- for uh, a I mean, podcast
1: is, mixed, that there isn't some sort of pie shaped something that you've given me sent me, sent me, sent me <laughs> something that, of a number they so, yeah, that'd be great but uh, yeah, yeah your,
0: your patience is 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 appreciated on that score going right back it just i know it's probably a well-worn path in terms of people uh, asking you what you did before all of this but can you tell us again uh, what you did in university
1: uh, in university, I, did, uh, I went to UCD and I did a BSc in mathematical sciences, which was a special BSc they ran, which was a three year intensive, where you, rather than doing four subjects and three subjects and two, then two, you would go straight into mathematics and mathematical physics. Uh, which were these two rogue departments in science who weren't even in the science block; they're in the arts block. So it was ferocious notions altogether from yeah. the two departments, uh, and then they would have their own schedule. One where the exams were at the end of the summer, so you do three years normally, but you but you they pile a lot in, and so you do the exam was at the end of August. Um, the, and so this yeah. this
0: sounds like you were part of some sort of Manhattan project where you. Your first day, you're being walked down a long corridor and looking at (laughs) glass offices on either side where people are busy. uh, I don't know experimenting. It's it's I I hadn't I expected science and all that area to be in the one area, and then there's engineering. Uh, did it intrigue you? Is that did why did you pick that coming I, out of school? Um,
1: I, well, a I was I, I was I I liked all this stuff, um, but uh, but I will also admit to a certain amount of vanity that this seemed like the really you know you kind of get used to in maths there being a kind of a winnowing uh, of it all, a kind of a feudal you know, a kind of a, you know, well, you you guys are okay at the intersert, but you're not going to cut it in the leaving search type of thing all the time. And that appealed to kind of my adolescent mind in a kind of a uh, I'm not very good at talking to people socially, but by God, I can do equations well in a kind of a give me the win kind of a way. Um, so the and so I, I was very, you know, you 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 get used to this being a kind of thing that happens. that people are are whittled off, and you and you get to a core of stuff. And so it appealed to the vanity of that that this yeah. is this ludicrously specific um uh, difficult degree, um and uh yeah, and I and I and I thought great, now I can dump essays and discursive uh, elements entirely, and I can just do straight hard arguments and, and uh, questions and problems forever without ever needing to write long pieces. <laughs> and then this yeah. is, I'm, I'm enjoying the irony of the fact that I literally sat in a, in a, in a thing go, oh, I, never, I, I need never write an essay again. Cut to uh, me like throwing ideas at a blackboard for the rest. I of my know. Yeah, but the, was that the your uh, that your
0: personality makeup? Like, was it pull towards this or push away from essay? Can you remember <laughs> where the balance lay? Because obviously, as you say, you loved the equations. Did you just love the certainty? The, yeah,
1: the- that was quite nice. The provability of it all. I know. I like the ideas. And I like the cl- the way the puzzle pieces would click together. Um, I would say that I never, I never found myself, you know, in some sort of um. Matrix in, in a montage where all of a sudden it was all gelled together and it became I began to float freely over a landscape that I could fully that I truly intuitively understood. But I, I you know, saw the way that things work together and I could work them out quickly and all that. And it was, it was and I enjoyed it. The um, there was also, and I and I and I say these just to, uh, against myself, there was a jock element of you know being really good and being the best in your school at something. Um yeah. and uh, yeah, and so I remember walking into a class as they're all staring at the blackboard and turning and go and you know put dropping my bag and going well actually it's that <laughs> doing that like uh, not, like a prick uh, like and yeah. <laughs> they, and they're going oh okay thank you uh, thank you <laughs> saving us for coming in with your magic wand <laughs> you know uh, but it was uh, so I I I, I like that. You know, I, I do remember a definite sense of in a minor hurling match at school, under 18 match, like where, we were, where I was being skinned by some guy because we'd gone up a level, we'd done Dublin and now we're in Leinster, and some guy was just destroying me. Uh, in the corner forward, and I was just not getting anything at all, there being a part of my head going yeah well i'm I'm good at maths, so you know <laughs> screw you. Like, it's crazy. it was it was a thing, and I think there is a thing possibly in young men and maybe it's a corny image of of, of you know uh of, of men or, or or of autism or of any of these kind of things that the yeah. uh, that like a, a, a provable thing is is can be very satisfying in a in a world of of vague and difficult to navigate, uh, uncertain human interactions or whatever the, uh, there's something quite pleasing about this is correct. Uh, Uh,
0: and we worship that, uh, Winston Wolf figure who arrives in and says, yes, I solve problems, uh, you know, (laughs) dispense with, um, all prevarication and nonsense and manners. Here is the answer. Uh, in, in university itself, then, uh, was it? What you expected? It, it, turns out it
1: gets much more difficult. <laughs> it turns out that <laughs> really at some point you get to be the one who's winnowed out. The yeah. uh, it broadened out. It was it was uh, in some ways it was it was it was very appealing because it was quite purist and quite hardcore and a you know prove you're here, uh, prove that prove that numbers exist. Uh, you know it was it, we went fundamental. But I do remember the very first time I did an exam in university, if you can imagine you know, how you, if you're good about how you pass through exams fairly well, generally, the, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of the thing, okay, well, I'm setting myself, you know, when you're that kind of, you're into it in that, that kind of way, the, uh, and then I went into the very first maths exam I did, and I just freaked out because it was incredibly difficult, and I don't think I'd ever sat a difficult, like a really, oh shit, I'm not getting anything here type exam, and I, it, it, it I melted a bit in the first one. The, yeah, uh, and then regrouped for I threw, I three others, and so I, I was fine with those. But the first one I I remember vividly going, oh shit, this used to be whoa, why? Is, oh no, yeah, and realizing that I, this this has gone up a level, like whatever, and uh, yeah, maybe I'm not quite the samurai that I thought I was uh, at this thing. So uh, um, and then it got very 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 intensely <laughs> difficult in yeah. the second third year. The uh, and at the very point where I moved off into extracurricular activities. Because I did, I was, you know, I suddenly discovered debating and things like that, specifically debating. And so found myself doing all of that at at the very point where they probably would have liked me to have done a bit more work.
0: Yeah. yeah so Can can you remember what area was the most alien? Like if everything is a a linear progression, you've got your leaving cert aged 18 and then there's, there's always that moment. I remember first day of a maths lecture in engineering in Cork. And apart from the fact he was writing on one of those plastic slidey things, you know, the overhead projector, and yeah, then yeah. and then moving oh, it well, on,
1: on the screen, okay, yeah, like the
0: the original endless scroll long before the internet. Um, yeah. But the fact that they just swapped a few of the letters and it felt alien. But there's a there was times where you just it's as if you if you're missing if you miss a day you're like wait why are we on a new planet can you remember yeah, yeah. that bit where uh, you suddenly felt. Paths had diverged.
1: Yeah, no, no. I um, first year, I, I think I, I held on for the most part. Okay, it was an analysis exa- uh, exam, which was analysis being the uh, kind of the theoretical kind of it big calculus, basically. But it was, yeah. uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, uh, fundamental theorems of algebra and stuff like that. The, of you know, of uh, not of algebra, so that that, that was the algebra one. Uh, it was analysis, algebra, uh, and it was the analysis limits and uh, and all that stuff like the yeah, and uh, just everything, everything go back to first principles. Of what this all meant. And uh, rather than work stuff out, so it was all very that's all very we could yes we could just get you to work stuff out, but it's actually in this degree we were getting you to you know really question everything about why and what it all means, uh, and uh, while working stuff out. But the uh, but unfortunately it it became that thing of of it because a lot of it was um, I would miss things very early in the year because you know other stuff was starting at the start of the year as well, and then spend the entire year just transcribing stuff, thinking, well, at some point in the, in the future, I'll, I'll, ha- I'll know what this means because I'll have looked it up. So I spent yeah. the entire year, second and third year on catch-up because yeah. and in fact not even like just gone just and then yeah. and then in whatever spring when i start doing this again maybe i'll pull some of this out of the uh, out of the air the um so i, I made a joke when I went, I went back to ucd to do a talk not long ago and i made the comment of uh, i came to ucd with a bright academic career behind me uh, <laughs> and it was very which case that i could have and i probably i feel slightly good i could have done a better far better job of it but just the siren call of of, of college life uh, and then yeah. you go to some, the one that was that absolutely threw us in second year. So the first year was okay and good, got good grades in in maths, physics in particular. Um, and I thought, Gren, okay, fine, good. Let's go for this." And we went to the first uh, quantum lecture, and I had read lots of books about quantum mechanics, and I yeah. knew about the two slit experiment, and I knew about uh, you know, you know, frequency of light, and all these kind of things the And I thought, "Oh, here we go," and it was. Literally impossible. I couldn't even tell you what the fuck was you just came in and it was (laughs) this is the this is the operator. Uh, and this is the time-dependent uh, Schrödinger equation, and, and and it's like, Whoa, whoa! whoa it's real. Fuck. What's this got to do with anything? Yeah. In physics, what's this got to do? Is there is there, is there even an anecdote of a man, you know, yeah. measuring something? The uh, because I was doing the non-measurement degree, I was just doing the theoretical fundamentals of it all, and so there was none of that. It was like, well, Boltzmann said this, and it was just like each of the thing, blah, blah blah. And that is the probability that it would. I was just straight in with a probability, and now let's do this. And you're kind of going. Oh fuck! What has this got to do with anything in physics? Yeah. and I would say that to people in uh, years ahead of me, and they go, "Yep, that's the moment, all right," where yeah. it's like nothing, nothing at all, like what you did, the uh, or, yeah. or thought that you were going to learn. So I actually left. The, the, even if I've done the TV very, very well, and there's some parts of it I did, you know, because I got a, I that I rallied. Let's say, yeah, the uh, uh, the but even then, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to tell you actually what's happening in space. Because maybe yeah. that was going to come after. Instead, I could tell you the massive mathematical fundamental framework with which we use to talk about the things that are happening in space. There was at the very end of the third year, there, there was a um, there was one solution. They would do a thing and they massive equation, 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 and then they say, "Well, it set this equal to zero, and therefore, or is this and blah blah blah, and that's a black hole." And you are going, "Oh, <laughs> fucking hell!" <where> that's going <laughs> you are kind Uh-oh. of sketching
0: a, a large black
1: circle on your yeah. On going, your fool's yes. cap with an arrow pointed towards it. Yeah, yeah. And the spaghettified um spaceman uh, <laughs> yeah. leg just dangling into it. But the uh, but it was like, Oh wow, where did that come from? That, that was some yeah. physics. Yeah, they only mentioned that in passing. But it was all very technical and very dry, and some of it was some of it was quite interesting, but I mean I just wasn't paying sufficient attention. I know. But what what happened was I I had a circuitous route around it because I um did badly when I did my finals. Um, and I went into the, the head of the department, the lovely Michael Sean Dineen, uh, and I said, look, I, was, I ran for the LNH auditorship and I, ran, and I did this and I did that and I did all these things. And he said, look, do you want to go again? And I said, is there a way? And he said, look, I can say personal reasons, far too involved in things, and I can just say personal reasons and put that in the letter and the letter will go to the department and the department will, will send the letter to the faculty and the faculty send the letter to the president's office and we can let you back in again. And I stayed in, and then did another year and did the finals a second time, which I don't think happens very often. Um, and then did a significantly better job of it. Uh, and some people probably go, "Oh, that sounds terrible." You're given the opportunity. And other people may not have been, uh, and then maybe it was. But the all of the stuff, all of the, the um kind of science stuff I've ever done since, all of the kind of stargazing, blah, blah blah, is because I actually went back, was able to do it again, and actually get some sense of what it all meant. Yeah. Um. And I I so I spent two solid summers. I, I got at the end of I got at the end of my of my third year of lectures. Sat in a, in a, in a shed in the garden, uh, which which I turned into an office and tried to do it and had to relearn all of second year, and then the start of third year before the exams occurred, and then went back a second summer and then was able to do it again properly and get an actual proper result. Um. And there was a moment where I got relativity briefly for a minute in the garden. <laughs> Uh, literally with with the Perseid meteor, meteor shower going on overhead at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I went. Really, oh, that's what he did. He just flipped it from this to this, and and so all of the stuff that I know is because I was given a chance to go back and do it again. Yeah. Um. And so um, I probably would have. I, there's an alternate universe in which I left UCD after three years, and would and and would have carried on being a comedian, probably presumably, yeah. but would, would have been sour about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was given I was given another chance to do it. And therefore, I'm very happy to write enthusiastic kids books about science and be, uh, you know, and and do stargazing, stuff like that, like whatever. None of that would have happened. I would have been a slightly colder. Yeah. I think because uh, you were you would have rejected from a group that
0: you wanted to you would have been rejected from a group that yeah, you wanted absolutely. to join. I,
1: and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have rushed to, to have anything to do with them ever again. I, I think um, and people would have gone, oh, you would have in science. And I would have gone, no, no, not a particularly good one. Yeah. Or, or, and,
0: or and the world of comedy is littered with people who have done, you know, STEM, for want of a better word, things and at varying degrees of yeah. bitterness or pragmatism regards those degrees as just something they did as a different version of them did it. So that, that's, that's, that's very interesting. So that, so you're in the shed. I, I'm curious about this cause I don't, it's I it's to rare to that. talk to somebody who, you know, like did you feel you saw the face of God that, you know, that <laughs> Thursday night where you got relativity briefly uh, because I, it's something that always, I think it's the most magical thing about math is that a pen and paper and your hand and your brain is potentially all you need to get within a few percentage points of a big truth. Did you do you remember that
1: feeling? I do. I do. I remember vividly because because I, I, it happened with a couple of things it happened with um, realizing the difference between stress, is, stress and strain in a, in a, in a deformed body um the the and, and this
0: by the way it relates to maths not how you were feeling
1: although it is you know i'm sure there are are constitutive equations for that as well but yeah <laughs> uh, but i think i, I think i missed the point where they said look this is what stress is and this is what strain is and it took ages of me working around oh right sorry stress is the forces placed on the body and strain is the way the body accommodates the forces that are placed or whatever. and so i had to get that to a certain yeah. extent and they're like oh now I see how all of this clicks into play there's a thing called differential geometry which I absolutely adored in university which was the um which is kind of the generalized geometry that's used for things like relativity um, but it's a generalized discussion of shapes and curves and different dimensions and and, uh, and you know saddle points versus uh, toruses and this kind of stuff and it's really visual um and really enjoyable as a, as a topic Right. There was a uh, uh I used to get quite giddy about it. We did it in maths just on a, as its own thing and we also did yeah. it in maths physics as a basis for relativity. There is a series of equations that of a French, I think it's Fresh and one of the sample questions was explain what the Fresnier serre question was. And I think I answered it in French because it's a very little actual word knob. <laughs> uh, because yeah, yeah. all you write was voici les accusations serre and then you just do the numbers.
0: Mais me, temps, Tompe le pop music. Yeah, I,
1: mean, I didn't I do didn't it well. It was it was grand. I think I drifted it back into English, but it was still at all they they deserve to be regarded. You know, at least the intro in French because everything else was those symbols for their yeah. exist. Uh, I was going to say illusory existence. Uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 were were uh, amazingly visual and very very lovely uh, as as a topic to do, and then they would plug in what uh, was going on, because you are doing, okay, well, that's great, but why are we doing this exactly? And then the moment where you was, well, what what Einstein was doing was, just the fact that like it went from being, well, gravity is basically a little thread that attaches this and this, the center of this and center of this, and it's an elastic band, and it pulls it, and went to, no, gravity is changing the shape of the space. So I'm going to give you the equations of space, and then we're going to put a thing in that changes the shape of yeah. space. And you went, oh my God, that's, that's a totally different way of looking yeah. at this rather than Newtonian way of going, well, this thing is, is here and this thing is here and therefore we can draw a little line between the two to, you know, this thing sits in space, it warps space, it changes the lines yeah. of paths around it. And this thing also does that, but it it's rolls towards and moves around according to the rubber sheet geometry uh, yeah. that's doing it. Whatever. And I do remember that moment where you go, oh, like, that's what he did. That's what he flipped around totally um, yeah. from, the, from the previous understanding of it, like the... Uh, um, so it was,
0: and I mean, even just listening to that now, because I like what space is and the idea of 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 a of an emptiness being warped. Like, yeah, the mind if it do, if the mind isn't blown or melted, they're like you know when you're trying you close your you know when you do that close your eyes and think kind of thinking. But if yeah. you briefly get it, it 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 does. It, it is it. Does feel like there are supernovae going off in the brain, because it's like, wait a second, I I briefly understood something that was uh how how can an empty thing be warped? Um and yeah, yet yeah, yeah. these yeah, numbers empty. make sense. And if you trace it all the way back, you didn't forget to carry the four the previous yeah. Tuesday week. Like this isn't yeah. this isn't complete bollocks, like it it all follows. Um and there's no point in saying if only if only eight-year-olds realized the beauty of of Einstein's equations, maybe they wouldn't find their times tables so hard. So <laughs> there's yeah. no point in, like, it's a, you know, yeah. telling them about that magic. But even if letting people know <laughs> there's some serious hocus pocus magic that makes perfect sense here, that doesn't require you to suspend belief, it's something that, you know, it's- you wish could be got across at some point. Like, even if it was just written on the back
1: of a well, packet of crisps. You know. look, I, 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 I'm happy to go back to these, but just, it, there is a general point. All this is, is how do you popularize these things anyway? And how yeah. do you express them? like whatever, Because I think it is a, um, there's a praying problem, and particularly, you know, if you do my degree, people are well, if we just put you next to this, people <laughs> have that, instead. and therefore we'll be laughing, and therefore we'll regard the maths as being suddenly fun.
0: Yeah,
1: No, that's not, I mean, I got contacted once by a uh, an organisation saying, we're doing, we're in a, the Lord Mayor's parade, uh, and we were going to hand out, we're going to be on balloons and stickers saying maths is fun. And yeah. And I'm going, no, 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 that's not particularly because it was actuarial mathematics, which is the estimation of, you know, probability tables for the insurance industry, which um, is a dull, to me, a dull type of maths to be doing anyway. But also, it's not really a thing. You can go to kids and go, hey, maths is fun. How old is your dad? Uh, <laughs> does he smoke? okay, 10 years. Uh, and then we say, maths is fun. Bye, everybody. The, uh, I give you seven to 10 years, max. The yeah. uh but uh, so it was, those those kind of efforts are, are difficult. And it is, but the other clash is that you have things that are just presented as facts um, because it's impossible to give the, you know, I had to do two courses at university level to get the the, the geometry in the generalized form of these uh, tensors and, you know, and, and how it all works. The uh, to, to, to go, oh, right, so what we're doing is we're changing the curvature of space because we're defining a metric that, you know, um, but it's very, so instead you have to say people, Black hole. And they go, right, well, that looks, looks like you just pulled it out of your arse, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, because I have no idea where that come from. And and so I think it's a perennial thing that people, um, I remember Sean Carroll or one of these people talking about this once the, um, when the people who write lots of very good or that other guy whose I've forgotten, the American who writes a uh, very, very good um, popularization thing that uh, people write letters because they'll write letters, you know, prose letters. Um, because I, I've written a piece of prose, and they'll write a piece of prose where they'll argue the thing in prose, and I'll have to go, no, no, no. I'm just giving you the results. Yeah. I'm, you know, giving you the metaphor. The actual thing itself has a whole other language that you have to use if you're talking about this because you can't just correct the metaphor. The because uh, all you're arguing with then is is you, all you're doing is arguing with a a, a, a rubber sheet that somebody's but yeah. he's rolling the thing around in a bath or whatever, the, the uh, a, a marble in a bath, whatever. And it's actually not really a marble in a bath. That's just a way of explaining it. Um, and so there is that problem with it, that uh, these things are the result of, you know, a particular language and, uh, and work done in a particular language, which is just, I think, sort of impossible to, you know, go, here's a fun version of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's an it's an interesting thing. It's like, here's an opera now sing it, or here's an opera, write another one, isn't it beautiful? But I think maybe even just letting people know, like, say you're talking to person X about mathematics and they don't really get it, but even if their attitude is such that their child, the next time they come to them about maths, they're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know it's it's an amazing subject, so hang in there. Even if that's as far as it yeah.
1: went. yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, with Absolutely, no yeah. with no mats, hey kids, Mats is cool, it'll help you defeat the bullies. <laughs> you know, no guarantees really on that. Um no. do you
1: no. sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, and, and I was aware that there, there is a, a thing of being uh, being vocally just a cheerleader f- for doing what is society writers as a cool job, but at the same time going. Oh, by the way, this is quite cool as well, and I'm you know I'm unshakable in my belief that this is quite cool. Uh, I know is a kind of a an active allyship, let's say. Yeah, that, it's not terrible to take the term from from things that probably need it more, but uh, allyship with. You know my dorks and nerds who love this stuff as well they uh yeah. and to, and and to take the apologeticness out of it yeah because we get very used to apologizing now i had this twice by the way because not only was i uh into maths but i also went to a grail oh, um, school yes. and and the thing about grail school is you spend your entire life with people going what do you do everything through irish <laughs> uh, and uh, that was the most common refrain you'd have yeah. and then also you go, oh, you went to Clough and whatever. Oh, I hated Irish, and you know, oh, you did math. I hated math. Like you hear that a lot.
0: And, and, and I presume they weren't impressed when you drew a Venn diagram showing where their hatred lay. That didn't <laughs> yeah, not help yeah, in Irish.
1: Yeah, both of them like you fine. yeah, the, uh, no, they were very impressed. They were impressed by any of this, uh, yeah. but like they they that it that it be not a. Um, but not a thing that I think you can have a passion about, but a subject people had to endure in school. Yeah. Uh, and it's very difficult for people to get past that. I mean, you know, in, like in, in terms of the Irish language, it took me till my mid-twenties to realise, oh, Jesus, I'm, flu- I'm fluent in another language. That's pretty good. Yeah. With, it took me that long to shift essays and uh, Marching and on and Peg and it being a thing that was a chore to get the grammar right on and then go, no, oh, no, actually, I can speak a different language. That's quite cool. The uh, And equally, I think I had a bit of time where I felt slightly embarrassed by Matts in a way that i I admire people who are more um at a, at that age at that difficult social age were more honest about the things they enjoyed than i was yeah i was quietly a dork and i went and obviously went to university and did it like whatever but i was you know but i was a bit like worried about not being cool yeah yeah uh, yeah that like i had that a lot they yeah, uh, and so yeah it was really weird. Yeah. A reflection. Yeah.
0: Can I, I can off I have
1: to go to the maths up meetings, you know, and not say, <laughs> you know, and really, yeah. H-
0: Hiding your, uh, your maths shopping bag inside the, uh, the sports yeah, goods bag that shop. Yeah. Internet, yeah. <laughs> um, can I ask you about uh, stargazing from one point of view, which is that, you know, I like reading popular maths books and I did engineering years ago. And, but I feel, and it was civil engineering, so I see all the buildings going up around me and I feel useless. One of the reasons why I did do this podcast is one of, is just a thing to feel a bit more useful. But did it strikes me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that getting a telescope out and looking up and putting a name on things and twiddling dials and putting some structure on your interest, I don't know how long you've been doing it, but has that h- helped, like... I presume for years you have your university degree in the back of your head, your comedy and TV career is what you're doing. Did you find there was a need? Can I, like, to almost, could I just have a trade? <laughs> and this trade is looking upwards with a telescope and a tool.
1: To be honest, I only started doing the telescope properly. Obviously, we did stargazing, but we kind of got spoiled by stargazing. I had a telescope and I looked at a couple of things, the, uh, but not really very seriously. Um, and then we did went stargazing and we were obviously spoiled by, and here's an image from, you know, the this mission or that mission. Of yeah. one of these kind of, yeah. And so uh, here's a picture of uh, you know of Uranus from, from 12 feet away from something we fired off 10 years ago. The uh, It was all very kind of, these are amazing things that you'll never replicate. It was only during lockdown that I thought, Actually, you know, I should, I should actually do this now. Now that I'm not working nights, um, yeah. and that I'm I'm actually here and the weather's really really good, I only bought a proper telescope two and a half years ago. Okay, and then insanely got into it uh, to the point that uh, then I jumped into a particular type of it, which was uh, which is very technical, which is the um astrophotography, which yeah. is pointing cameras at things you can't see and letting the camera run for six hours and then taking all the files off the camera and then putting them into a piece of software and then putting another piece of software, another piece of software, and then tweeting it as if people go, oh, did you just take that picture? As if you'd snapped, you know, the Horsehead Nebula. Why, why, from the why doesn't
0: my phone do this?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're kind of going, and so uh, so I only did recently and then and really, you know, really got into it. Like the, uh, uh, But but I think the lifestyle doesn't suit, the timings of it just don't suit because it's, it's too long to do. Also, and I I, I always say, look, look, I, I I heartily encourage people to get uh, telescopes, particularly for the kids. But there are eight things you can see, really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got like Moon, um, scattering of the planets, but really the big two, uh, Jupiter and Saturn are the ones you'll see. And they, they're they great causes of wonder and all that, like whatever. And then maybe a bit of Andromeda, a bit of a, a herb, you know, some star clusters, they'll see some stuff of that, like whatever. And then hopefully that'll draw you into attaching some sort of camera to it and letting it roll and yeah. plucking things out of the sky. But it is, there's not like um you can go, and tonight we'll show you, Another, unless you, re, if you're, unless you're really into constellations, I suppose the, uh, and I would never into constellations, yeah. but the, uh, but so it is, uh, sort of in that regard, it's, it's it's limited until you, until you open it out a bit, but the, uh, yeah. but I only did that very recently, I, am, um, and uh, so I feel slightly like fight, like it's like I've I've made my bones after the bloody show in which I talked about it for 10 years yeah. and so it actually would be inter- it would be interesting for me to do stargazing now genuinely knowing particularly because I for example I take I do the photography much more than Cox does he yeah. isn't around or he does not do it, he's not that into that, that that thing so I'll post all these photographs that he doesn't do like the uh, and so I actually weirdly would have been in a, in a very different position that of going actually Brian I I think I'll take this question uh, <laughs> which was never the case when we did yeah. it so, yeah but uh it was just the, the other thing that I got there was because I did pure maths yeah. and maths physics. Is when I would talk to actual scientists, um, the training I had was lit, was worth nothing. It turns yeah. out Yeah. talking to them because I had never done experiments. I'd never collated data and then tried to get a p value. All the stuff that they the way they work, I'd never examined something night after night and then watch for tiny increments of change or seen that or measured things or none of that. I'd never had to put together a paper. Ever, we just did solutions to you know problem sheets and you know uh, proofs and you know and and twenty one long page group theory proofs about stuff. The uh, but we never actually did actual working scientist stuff. So I would talk to them and I would go, okay. In fact, I didn't even do facts a lot of the time. (laughs) So I don't the facts I know are from reading. You know brian cox books like the uh because we did new facts in, in, my, in my degree we just did method 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 so actually it was it was a terrible training for that yeah the, uh and i would talk people and i and i would be going so what is it what are stars made of and they go really were you not no we weren't taught any of that <laughs> no actions over that at all they yeah uh, so i could do excellent differentiation but i couldn't do um i couldn't tell you what what the what the life cycle of a star was the uh so all of that stuff i had to learn later the, uh, so so oh, in of terms
0: difference. of in terms of stargazing you are uh, metaphorically making a retrospective uh, settlement with revenue for yes. <laughs> for work yeah. done 8 years ago yeah. but okay. how does it how does it feel though like does it change the way you feel about maths that you're filling in a gap like the gap of observation and tables of data and names of things and you know those greek names those those endless i remember you wrote a a foreword for a book about of maths essays a while back and i think you were talking about how like there's no fancy uh, latin names to learn in maths just you know a few letters and symbols but now you're you're cassiopeying all over the place (laughs) um yeah, and, with names and and, and and it's a different it's a there's stories up there it's um different isn't it
1: yeah and also i'm uh doing nights where i will go up i'll set the whole thing up and uh do four hours of imaging and get nothing yeah uh, and i would have that disappointment which is, i think is a is, is part of the game the uh that you'll go no i didn't think or it wasn't right or it was slightly out of focus or i had nothing set up and i hadn't exactly polar aligned it because i a multitude of things can go wrong with a telescope when you're trying to um, focus on a thing, pixel sharp on something for four hours as it and space spin around at a particular angle to Earth. And you're trying, and so even your mount has to be aligned a certain way. There's a million things that can go wrong and something that's a very simple thing you haven't plugged in or whatever. So there are entire nights when I will be weeping in the garden. <laughs> uh, because it suddenly is, I've this, this, these four hours have been worth nothing, and there is something tremendously honest about that. Something that yeah. I feel I now feel more in with actual how people did with Galileo himself, yeah. who must have had nights where he went, "Oh come on, uh, yeah. there was there was nothing there tonight." It was I there used to wait,
0: Like wait a year. <laughs> <laughs> for yes. To come around again or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, I had a line in one of the kids' books, which is that uh, he discovered the um, the moons in uh, banged off four moons in three months, and then presumably went. I thought, well, that's that done, and put the yeah. telescope back in the garage, because, like, what What am I going to do? Like, I've, I've discovered four moons, so, you know, what's what's, what's next? So, uh, he, he, he even his astronomy career was quite concentrated, but the, uh, but there is something quite, as I said, quite honest and quite, oh, yeah, there we go, that's, it, this is actually how this works. This is, you know, things go wrong, you fuck up, and then occasionally, you get a beautiful image, or sometimes you'll do 3,000 images of Jupiter, which I did the other night, but the naming... <laughs> On the uh they' all they're all quite quick things and you, and you and you there's a way of stacking them, but for some reason, the naming of the files on my computer won't allow them to be read, but the piece of software I need them to read and do I do I rename them by hand or is there uh. any way I can do this like this shit like this. but you know and then and then you'll get an image which you'll feel insanely proud of, but is literally you could google <laughs> google a better image the, uh, the yeah. Uh, but it, there is a sense of pride of doing it the uh, yeah. and, and it getting and all these tiny refinements of it at like the uh, scrap. grab but the uh, but it is it, mathematically it is trivial you yeah. know the the uh, the actual optics of it are very very straightforward there's no differentiation going on there's no complex stuff going ha- happening here it's just yeah. that trying to do an exact thing correctly night after night after night they uh so it's a totally different thing and so i've, I've ultimate respect to people who do who actually do this you know they uh and and as a career and go through the crushing disappointment of this not working and that thing and they my agar plate didn't take or whatever or they you know i have a um uh i bought in an auction i bought somebody's phd from 1929 uh, in German, it's incredible. Documents, all German and beautifully written. It, it's the kind of German that you'd have the German old German handwriting. Oh yes, the effect. Gothic, Gothic. Yeah. yeah, like the you know the the, the Goths and Asterix used to speak yeah. in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that font, right? And it's all of this, and then it's got quote, po, quotes and poetry. And I think it's, I think the guy's a bluffer. I think there's a lot of I don't, I don't speak 1930s German, but I think I think the guy just filled it with everything. But yeah. he also has four or five plates which was the reason I bought it, from a 19, 1920s um, Göttingen Observatory of things that I was photographing at the same time in the garden. Yeah. And so the hope is that I will, when the clouds if and I get a bit of a break in the gigs, do Andromeda 10 nights in a row or something like that or do a, do a series of things, get a really beautiful image of Andromeda and then frame it from the garden next to the 1929 silver oh. photographic plate. Of Andromeda, and you go look. This is how far it's gone that an idiot in his garden can get an image that will compare with the, like a a, a a telescope in the 1920s. The uh, So uh, un- that-
0: until you until you added that, I have I was about to compare the the taking five thousand or three thousand pictures of Jupiter and then being able to Google a similar one to the experience of having an allotment where you spend the summer growing one carrot and then like yes. trip over one. Outside, yeah. outside Aldi, but having said that, you don't um, you don't grow a historic carrot <laughs> comparable yeah. to the carrot grown in 1929 Germany. Um, yeah. Do you find, as somebody who trained in a particular area and then tied it up neatly enough with a bow, that meant that you were cool with your what you'd done over the course of the four yeah. years uh, and moved on, did other things? Do you find that? how you're involved now, does it slake any thirst for ever having gone back? Like, you you know, would you, like, in in the sense that, you know the way, like, there's always a moment where you're kind of, you know, there's a a fella fixing something in your house. And if you've any kind of interest in the area that he's fixing, be it a boiler or electricity or building a wall, Mm -hmm. you're kind of just standing next to him, trying to ask a smart question. And really, you just need to leave them be and do their job. But you, you want to be part of their gang again. Yeah. Um does I suppose either this the popular science the popularizing of science work or even using a telescope, taking readings, assembling that data, going through the the disappointments and elation, does that how does that does that fill in a gap where you might have been going, you know, what would have been like if I'd actually stuck at this
1: particular thing? Um I yeah, I don't think I would have had the I think uh, I know my emotional well being uh, too well at this or my, my emotional makeup that I need I needed the performance and once I discovered it, I needed it uh, and I needed to get the validation from strangers far more yeah. regularly than at the end of a four-year PhD <laughs> I don't think I would have had the, I don't think I would I mean I would I don't think I was mature enough ever and still am not yeah to have gone through the actual process of doing it like the uh, I like I I like the cool stuff and I like when you're, you're around NASA and stuff like that, like whatever, and those are the things and you're just at the edge of that going, well, that would be pretty impressive uh, as a thing. But I, I'm not sure that I ever, I don't think um, comedy's gain was ever science's loss. <laughs> um, Put that. But the, and in fact, even I do remember um, when I went into the department uh, and math, it was actually the math physics department. I went to Professor Hayes, Michael Hayes, and I said, uh, Look, I, I, I think I'm, I don't think I'm going to be doing another, uh, doing a master's at the end of this, like whatever. And he said, Ah, he said, We'll miss you. He said, He said, You had a tremendous flair in your mathematics. <laughs> and I said, Oh, thank you. And then walked out and as the door closed, realized, Oh, that wasn't meant as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I was, we were hoping for rigor or yeah. you know some sort of sense of understanding, but you just threw shit at a wall. Yeah, and, and you just threw anything. You draw anything in just to you know see what can I get out of this? Like yeah, yeah. so it was uh, it was exciting to watch you like a you know a child constructing their own Lego kits from the bricks that could make a better Lego kit. Just what you yeah. made was was fun, but you know not yeah. great. You um, short
0: you it, shortened the day for the others.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and we always we always held back correcting Owen to the end because we knew that was a retreat I was like what what has he done now Is he yeah. answered something French uh has he put the wrong equations everything entirely the uh so that was that was a that, I'll always remember that phrase but the uh, um no I I the I, I did have a conversation once I remember in an early in mock week something, we're sitting around with David mitchell and somebody else and we're having a chat about because I suppose we are all early 30s going if you went back into university now what would you do? Um and he was saying, Well, I did politics, but I would probably do philosophy. And you're going, all oh, mm. right. And I was going, I would do the same thing again. Mm. Maybe in a maybe in a more experimental form, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I would do it properly. You know, yeah. there was a part of me that said, actually I I should go back. And I don't know if you if the if the mind stays as limber uh for this, you know, it does feel like it's it's a young man's game to a certain extent, this thing. But like, yeah. I, mean, I, well, I might go back and find it unbelievably difficult i know you know that that i take for granted the untested nature that i just i'd be able to return at the premier league level uh when in fact actually the no i'd be i'd be struggling to remember anything the uh, and uh,
0: you'd be making a a classic kind of mathematical error in assuming some sort of linear progression from your previous life to now and not taking into account a thousand other factors that would mean that maybe you wouldn't be good at it
1: There's a massive discontinuity. There's a bit where the graph graph breaks and drops suddenly. uh,
0: I am tempted myself. Like, I just have this vision of somehow being an incredibly buff and lean 65-year-old, obviously not, like, just really an annoying, slightly vaguely smelling old man around campus. Um, (laughs) You know, but somehow there's a wood-panelled library in this vision as well. But just going back, and immaculate handwriting and nice notebooks, even though everybody's using tablets uh but yes, it's it's yeah. tempting isn't it that kind of purest. Uh, what what about just for the sake of it just yeah pure maths both pure in its description of the subject but pure in your motivation <laughs> for doing it as well
1: yeah. would would you actually be able to sustain that or within this fantasy how long before i found myself idling outside the debating hall <laughs> Uh, and then quietly putting my name down, yeah. seven minutes of, of totally indulging myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 just and people going, aren't you the guy who was like on the telly like six weeks ago? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just uh, uh, an older student who wishes to engage with the topics. The, uh, yeah. And, and uh, a, much uh,
0: younger, a much younger student taking pity on you, helping you into a taxi the first night of Freshers' Week, as you, <laughs> for some reason, decide to start with a fat frog and a snake bite. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so I, I think the purity of that, I always had that, I quite like that idea of, you know, of, of the, the office full of books. And, that. and, I, and also, I quite like how maths looks. Yeah, I quite like the symbols and notations and the tiny script and the the amount of information contained within within it all. I I adore that. I have in the house, I've, I've uh, the office where we I'm talking to you now. I have a there's a storage cupboard, and on the front we have put blackboards and whiteboards on one side, so it's a big. It looks like a big wall of yeah. a blackboard. And one of the reasons was I was going to go through like that Feynman book or something like that. and I Oh yeah, use the, blackboard. the yeah, and I would I would enjoy that. I've not done that yet. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's actually just got yeah. part one and then there's the topics of the part one of the show, part two, like it's used to write an actual show. What, what I think what, yeah, what, what
0: you need for that is some way of doing uh, montage in real life without having to go through all the intervening steps. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You start all writing right. like X and then somehow experience missing time. And before yeah. you know it, uh, it's all complete. The
1: whole board is covered. Uh, incredibly dense symbols. Like yeah. 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 Um. There was a um. There was. I remember once you, you there was a um art show in Dublin, in London. Sorry, in the uh one of the London art fairs, and one of the exhibit was somebody had gone to various departments in Harvard or whatever, uh, Los Alamos, the and taken photographs oh, of yes. the blackboard covered in that. equations, and they're genuinely quite beautiful things. Yeah. Um. But like, there's also of like the lads probably went so you wanna like a blackboard with some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: okay,
1: we'll just knock out a few things. You don't know what they look like. I'm yeah. just gonna do random stuff here, like oh, <laughs> that doesn't matter, like whatever the uh, yeah. just, uh, M- much
0: uh, in the much in the way that uh Buffy the vampire slayer famously had an excerpt of Dublin bus timetable changes in Irish as some sort of backdrop for demonic invocation. Oh, Really? Yeah. Look look it up. It's uh it's, it's like it's one of those when you know you know moments on okay, the internet. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was
1: a there was briefly a website uh um, when these people would have fun websites that you know weren't part of a larger corporation uh, called Blackboards in Porn, which <laughs> was... Analyze the black boys and say this is quite an interesting one because what they've done here is they put <laughs> a very classic thing and they, would, and they would have a long discussion about what was being taught before yeah. the porn erupted uh, <laughs> because it was always just some mathematical symbols like whatever. Yeah, they questioned some of the teachers. Uh, syntax uh, at time, <laughs> uh, mathematical syntax at the end. But occasionally there would be one that would shine because it was clearly. Yeah. So we had gone, all right, you want a blackboard? Yeah. I'll give you a blackboard. I'll give you, a, you know,
0: <laughs> so, the time independent equation. For so good, good to see that they were questioning the rigor. Uh that's the main thing anyway that was.
1: It is it is absolutely and 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 more people should should do that like whatever. Yeah. So no but I, but there is a yeah there is a fantasy that, that as I get older I will return and uh and actually finally and then get it again get relatively again and then die happy. That was, that was, you know die <laughs> the happy. the pen
0: falling from your hand.
1: <laughs> yes. It's slow motion, yeah. yeah, and then spinning, and then turning into, uh, turning into uh, the spinning spaceship in two thousand and one, and then you know that's that's the end montage. Uh, it,
0: it 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 comes full circle. One last question, and sure. it's one of those ones where spring it on you, but see what you think. Anyway, what is your favorite weird esoteric bit of maths that you've come across and gone uh, well, like? Everything I've read is nothing what I did back in school, but this now this is ridiculous.
1: Is there something oh, well, that springs to mind? Okay, um well obviously e to the i pi is equal to minus one. That's that's yeah. the classic one. The uh which is which is just great. The um the one that I always quote as being the farthest I went out before coming back in again, if you know what I mean, like yeah. uh, was a uh, Silov's theorem. Oh yes, S Y L O W S, which is uh which is about the uh, a homeomorphism between diff- two different types of groups, okay. massive groups of, and some sort of uh, uh, by homeomorph you could map one onto the other, and that indicated certain traits they had in common because the shape of the symmetries would be the same. Would be the same. Like I'm not really speaking with this in any authority. I'm just drawing words that is right. vaguely more- Group theory. group theory is incredibly abstract, very easy in the leaving cert because it's just one minus one zero and you know whatever yeah the, uh, it yeah, and it's very... Little, you know, little
0: ellipses and arrows between them and not yeah, too bad. and it's like a little
1: thing you draw a four by four grid and you fill in the the missing ones and then you go to university and it's like picture an infinite group uh, of the you know the yeah the the mirror reflections of whatever and so but there's a theorem called silos theorem, which is twenty four pages long the proof. And right. it was a particular week where he, the man just read and went through the whole thing. So over, over three hours of lectures, we wrote the entire thing out, transcribed it. A lot of a maths degree is transcription. Uh, and, uh, and then there were three corollaries, which were very, very quick, and the third of which was the important one. But I just remember it being the most abstract, it took 24 pages of arguing to show that this was the case. None of which, I forgot, the logic, I can remember at this stage. The uh, and the reason it always struck me is because I mentioned this in one in a, in, a, in some sort of forwards and well, I wrote once. I sat in on a year philosophy lecture once, um, with a friend of mine who's doing it, and it was about the veil of perception, and. I got it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a, yeah. So there's kind of like you, you're presuming that there's, there's a, a consciousness sits behind a wall and perhaps everything beyond that wall is actually fake. And it's just been passed through a kind of a perceptive machine that, that tells us. So therefore we can't really say that everything we perceive is real. Um, yeah, no, I got that. Uh do you want to see 24 pages of a proof of, of a group passes on to it? Like, because like it was, a man would talk at the top of the class and people would idly write a few things down. Oh, Right, okay, a position, yeah. okay. uh, and draw a picture like of a of a mind with a thing inside it, like going, okay, Grant. And I'm going, you're fucking kidding me, really? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, is- you're like that Gary Larson
0: cartoon where the the uh, the guy with one leg is saying, "Well, that's a great story, stranger," but let me tell you how I got this. And he's talking to a man with a wooden head.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, there is, yeah. The uh, it's just re- this is this is the third year of a university course. Come on, you're kidding me. Yeah. (laughs) Try try transcribing 24 pages of silos theorem. So that was the most obscure that went. Uh, uh, Also, functionals. Oh, yeah. Functionals is the way I think where where it lost because functionals are functions on functions. Okay. And then, and so you end up inverting the functions to be the things that are operated on by functionals. And then you just get a sense of, look, it's turtles all the way down. Yeah. This is what we're doing then. Then everything is, you know. It's all up for grabs. The, so, uh,
0: so, sounds yeah. like you need some sort of veil of
1: perception to help yeah, you out. Yeah, yeah, perhaps that's um, what maybe, maybe the philosophy guys had it right. <laughs> uh, and that actually everything I had done was just unnecessary.
0: But you know, they're all, you know, they're all sitting on the boards of enormous insurance conglomerates <laughs> and fossil fuel companies now anyway. So who's had, yeah. who's had the last laugh? <laughs> yeah, I am truly the winner in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks so much for that, Dara. I'm pleased that we uh, got through an hour without drawing some uh, very facile comparison between comedy and maths and all that kind of thing. I couldn't couldn't think of any, really. Um, Unless you can think
1: of a few. I've done it so often. I've spoken about reducto ad absurdum (laughs) so often uh, and stuff like that. And and every time I do, I always put in going, but this is only retrospectively. (laughs) You can only retrospectively draw a comparison with the two. It doesn't help you because people are desperate to write the... But he learned how to do it from maths, and uh, you're going, no, no, I can, I can just see a parallel maybe once it's yeah. done uh, between what I did there and what you could probably have done in a maths argument, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but um, it's a, but it's not a, uh, yeah, it's not, it doesn't yield anything useful for the purpose of doing one or the other. Yeah, but you know, people want it. People would like to think, people yeah. would like to think it's all the same.
0: Well, for the for the Google SEO, I'll probably title this episode uh, A Mathematician Walked Into a Bar. Uh, just, yeah. you know, because that's it's impossible to do any of this without that structure on the headline. But for now, uh, Daryl Breen, thanks so much
1: for coming into the Function Room. It's been an absolute pleasure. I could have gone even really, really nerdy on the whole thing. And, you know, so, so we kept it. I think we kept it on the right side.
0: <laughs> yes, I think another uh popularization of science and mathematics award is winging its way to both of us after that
1: good good
0: <laughs> okay that was dara o'brien there and thanks so much to him for his time and for being such an interesting and funny a generous guest. Uh, just to come back to some things that we chatted about, uh, there was some maths that he mentioned. One, this formula that's magical. He talked about uh, e to the i pi equals minus one, or e to the i pi plus one equals zero. That's known as Euler's equation. People have written entire books about this. It's this ridiculous relationship involving five of the most enigmatic or important numbers. So there's E, which is a number that's a little bit more than two and three quarters that goes on forever, but just so happens to be a sort of magic number in exponential growth, the kind of growth that happens if rabbits go at it like rabbits. Uh, We covered a bit of it in episode one of season one, Uh, called They Grow Up So Fast. But basically, exponential growth is the idea that the bigger you are, the faster you grow. Pi is mentioned. Now, pi, the number, just about turns up everywhere, from circles to, I don't know, life, the universe and everything. And we will definitely talk about pi in future episodes. One and zero, of course, are hugely underrated as important numbers, but we wouldn't be where we are today without them. And i, or iota, the square root of minus 1. The number that doesn't really exist, that you just kind of imagine. You pluck it out of thin air, but it's sort of useful for helping you solve very difficult problems. And don't ask me why. It's, uh, I've forgotten. But we'll get to that as well in future episodes. The fact that all of these numbers, e, pi, 1, 0, square root of minus 1, that they're all linked by one equation, e to the i pi plus one equals zero. I mean, the only way to describe it I can think of, it's like finding out that Judge Dredd, Batman, Skeletor, Galadriel from Lord of the Rings and Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica all went to the same school, are are cousins. It's just a a ludicrous thing that they are all related to each other. The other thing that Dara mentioned, Silov's theorem and... I couldn't even begin to kind of understand what that is. But it is part of a thing called group theory. And group theory is important for symmetry. And we learned about symmetry in school. Look at the circle. it's You can fold it any way you want. Um, look at the face. You can only fold it a few ways. But symmetry in physics and maths kind of makes the world go round. And studying symmetry tells us about molecules. It tells us about tiny, tiny, tiny particles, subatomic particles that were predicted by mathematics before they were found in the Hadron Collider, which is ridiculous. Functionals. It's a function whose input is another function. Think of it like a mouse that eats other mouths, or a machine whose fuel is other machines. That's probably not exactly right, but gives you a glimpse of what just some of these mad maths people are up to. And finally, minor hurling. Dara mentioned that at the start. Minor hurling is not children getting sick or throwing people around the place who work in mineral extraction. Minor hurling... Well, hurling is a game native to Ireland, played with sticks. Fastest field sport in the world. And minor means it's under 18s. But they are still armed with sticks. In fact, in hurling, children are armed with sticks from about the age of five. It toughens them up. So that's it from the Function Room for this week, the first week. Don't forget to check out... uh, the Function Room. It's Function Room Pod on Twitter. I'm Colm O'Regan, at Colm O'Regan on Twitter. Colm O'Regan Writer on Instagram. And my latest book, as I said, Climate Warrior, is in all good bookshops. I'll also be at the Bray Comedy Festival on Friday, February 17th. Tickets from BrayComedyFest.ie. That's Bray in County Wicklow in Ireland. So it's like tomorrow, if you're listening to this as soon as it came out. So if you're far away in the world, that could be a tough reach. But I'll let you know if I'm nearer. Next week, I'm talking to Jocelyn Bell-Barnell, the world-renowned Irish astronomer who discovered a whole new type of star. But from me in the function room, until next week, goodbye.